Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Zeal Talk. I am David Wessels here with Cito Culver. We're back again, so hello. Um, we're going to talk again about the swing because we've had a couple episodes where we didn't talk about the swing. So we're going to talk about the swing today, and we're going to talk about something that um, has to do with what Cito and I have worked on this offseason here, but also um, something that we think is important. We hear a lot about like swing and approach as if they're kind of two different categories and like doesn't matter if you have a bad swing, if you have a good approach. And, and we kind of both agree on an area, but we're going to give our, our separate viewpoints. But the idea that the swing and the approach go together and that if one is bad, the other is bad. But we're gonna, I'm going to talk from the perspective of like, if you have your swing and your movement locked in place, then it's easier to have a consistent approach. I always say consistent swing, consistent approach. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. I want to hear from your perspective, your opinion on this topic, but also um, like in terms of how your body works, like does that make sense that the two go together or just kind of your thoughts in general? Well, I mean, just... I can I can only give you my opinion about it and like put it to like look back on my career and think about yeah when I was good and when I was bad and what correlated with so I think early in my career it was really hard for me to have a good approach because mechanically I wasn't good gotcha right so like I was I felt like I was always my approach was trying to get a good swing so like that's what I was thinking about in the game gotcha. Like, can I make my swing better? How can I make my swing better? Like, so I wasn't, I wasn't able to like even have an approach per se, because I was so worried about, Oh, my hands start here. When my hands done it load, like do I leg kick. Do I no not like I was thinking about mechanical stuff. Yeah. So like, if you're thinking about that, there's no way you're thinking about having like some approach to where you want to hit the ball in the field or even thinking about how hitting, you're going to hit a moving ball 100%. And then later on in my career I realized that the best swings, the people that had the best swings had the best approach. Yeah. Right? So like that. So I think that like if you have a good swing, it's way easier to have an approach and execute that approach, right? Because yeah. you can say I was trying to hit the ball opposite field and, like, not do it. But, like, these guys, when they think about stuff like that, that have good swings, they can do what they're trying to do. Like, they can execute their approach more often. Yeah, 100%. And I think, too, like, I think the best hitter, this is the same same thing you're saying, but kind of in different terms. And more how I speak about the swing is the best, you said, like, the guys with the best swings have the best approaches. And I say, like, the guys that are elite movers are able to execute their approach more often. More often. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, I think when I think of the swing, I'm always thinking, and I say this to a kid that's in Little League the first day they come in, and you came in the first day, pro guy comes in the first day. I like to think of the swing more as movement versus mechanics. Yeah. Because like you said, I don't necessarily think of the swing as like super mechanical. Like you said, like I couldn't focus on my approach because I was thinking about where my hands were, toe tap, no stride. And that's definitely like parts of the swing. But when we're building an engine, we're building our movements, I like don't want to think about it like that. We're going to figure out where you need to set up, what do you need to think, big leg kick, no stride, foot down early, whatever. Like we can figure that out. That's based on how you move and how you move as an athlete, what makes you feel, have good flow and, and get there. But once we have that, like once we know your movement, we want to build one consistent movement, one consistent engine, one consistent swing. 
And that's where I'm like, if we can get our consistent swing that we're in control of our load and we're in control of when we release that and unload through the baseball, then it's easier for me to to execute approach. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's how you feel now. That's what we've worked on. That's yeah. why I work on with a lot of people. And it's different in terms of thoughts. It's different in terms of setups, feels. But it's about making sure that once we figure out your move, how you move as an athlete, how you have to think, how you have to feel, it's going to be consistent regardless of pitch, regardless of velo, spin. At least that's how I like to build the swing. Because like I said, from a logical standpoint, if my swing's in a good place, it's easier for me to just think about when I'm getting ready and now I'm just seeing and deciding if I'm pulling the trigger or not. And if I'm all I'm thinking about is seeing the ball and whether or not I'm pulling the trigger, then I can have an approach of what I'm looking for, where's my direction, where are my sights set, and that's how it's, I think, like I said, that's why I think the best movers in the game, we can say Mike Trout, Barry Bonds, Aaron Judge, Freddie Freeman, elite movers, they're in control of their body, they're in control of their move. It's easy for them to say, okay, I'm in control of this, it's repeatable, I can have the same move regardless of the swing, or regardless of the pitch. Now I can like have my approach, whether it's well, fastball, react, whatever. Right. Yeah. So like if you if you think of it in in terms of we've all we've agreed that big league hitters are some of the best problem solvers in the world. Exactly. Right? Yep. We believe that. If only way you can do only way you can be a good problem solver is like if you know how and why your swing works the way it works. Exactly. Right. So if you can't feel something that you're doing, like the elite ones know when they when they mess up their. Swing. Correct. And know why, and then know how to fix it. Yeah. And they do it faster than everybody else. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, like, knowing your swing inside and out is the only way you can have a good approach in the game. Correct. Yeah. And I think that most hitters, especially, specifically if we're talking about, um, I'd say high school, college guys, a lot more of the age group I work with, mm -hmm. pretty much that's the average age I, I work with. But I feel like they have no idea or understanding what they're doing or what they need to think or what they need to feel that it's tough for them to one even know what they're looking for or how to sit on a pitch or how to look for a specific zone whatever it is because it's like from starting point you have no control of your body you have no understanding of your move how do you expect to execute in the game it's like, and sometimes I think athleticism can take over, especially when you're facing crappy competition. That's what happens. That's why people get, like people, people don't get drafted as a finished product. Yeah. Right. So like they draft people on athletic ability, on things that, like that. Like yeah, he he knows he can he can he figured out a way to get hits, not knowing how he's doing it. Like that's kind of like what happened with me. Like I probably had my swing in high school is probably closer to what it looks like now, which is another whole nother topic but when i was when i was when i was getting scouted i think the one of the best parts about my game was like i was just able to get hits yeah right and they were like he doesn't even know how he's moving like let's show him what to do yeah and then they they, they draft you on projectability they're not drafting exactly what they see right there yeah the raw abilities can he throw can he run can he you know all that stuff yeah but I just think that knowing your swing is so much is so important. That would, that would be my advice. If you're young, working with the kids, like your age group of kids that you work with, yeah. If you're like, learn your swing. Yeah, it'll help. It'll do wonders for you moving forward. 
Yeah, 100%. Because like we said, we've talked about this in a bunch of different episodes, okay? My goal as a hitting coach, we're trying to help the athlete be their best hitting coach. Yes. So they don't need me to tell them what to do. Yes. Because, like I said, that's not just so I can be hands-off and relax. It's like, no, because if you don't need someone else to tell you how to make that adjustment and how to be like, okay, I felt right there that I shifted early and like was way out my front side. I know like, okay, we're going to stay in my back hit more. Whatever it is, it's just an example. But if you're able to be like, okay, boom, or like I wasn't ready early enough, I got to get ready sooner. If you're able to make that adjustment pitch to pitch, then you can stay to your approach. If I have no idea, I just roll over. I don't know what I did to like, I'm assuming I just was out in front. Like you don't know. You just I thought I took a good swing. Yeah. Or I, I took a good swing, but I rolled over. I don't know what to do. It's like, then you have to worry about before your next about like, I don't know what correction needs to be made movement wise. So it's like, I have to throw it, like kind of what you said you were doing. I have to throw, forget about approach. I just got to make sure like, I'm thinking about where my hands were getting to. Where's the, And it's like, that's, especially as the higher up you go, you can't be. That's for in here. That's for in here. Yes. Like you can't be thinking about seven things at once. Where's my hands got to be? But, but it's like, and that's where hitting the off season is important, doing that stuff. But even, even in the off season, especially like when we get close to January, February, kids start, or starting spring season soon. I'm like, you can think about stuff like when we're doing, obviously drill work but when we do front toss like you can think about a couple things at once but i'm like and this is going to take us to our next, our next topic about this is when we're off the machine or we're doing some difficult constraint off the machine whatever it is like you have to think about loaded early like loaded at release and i don't want you thinking about where are my hands was this it's like no you need to think about where you're ready at release and that's what i want to talk about for this this next point is if you're in control of your body, you're in control of your load, loading early solves so many problems. Yes. So many problems. Yes. If you're in control of your body and you're at a position you can fire from at release, you do not have to think about getting to a spot. Like, I'll talk from my personal experience. I was a really quick load and go, jump off my back leg, shift on my front side hitter. And not even talking about like my head moving and stuff, but like I was jumping and loading forward and like a quick move getting on my front side as a ball was loading in. So like I'm jumping quickly forward towards the pitcher as a ball's coming in fast the other way. And I'm also trying to decide as I'm trying to get to a spot, whether or not to swing. Yes. That just gives me anxiety saying yeah, yeah, too much stuff, to too think. much stuff to think about. Yeah. And for me, it clicked in summer ball one year where I started getting better at controlling my back leg, controlling my load, my gather, where my summer coach just said, like, you're, like, loading and trying to get to a spot as the ball's coming in on you. Like, see how, like, start loading earlier. And I was at a point where, one, I didn't think about that. But I was like, okay, let me try. And I realized, like, oh, I can get uploaded super early and still be in control. My walks went through the roof. That's my 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 goal my goal now yeah. when I get into a box, and I especially, like, just starting to see live pitching, right? If I'm, like, I'm going to go to spring training here in a week and a half. Yeah. When I get there and we start doing live, live BPs when we're facing arms, like my whole goal in in those is to see how early I can get ready. Yeah, like I don't even care about so much like results. It's like, no. can I get back there? Can I hold my back hip? Let's see how long I can do that. Yeah, and that's what that's my goal. I've been having this conversation all the time with athletes that are they're starting to do like indoor live at bat stuff inside the cage, especially college guys, but. In Rochester, there's a lot of like leagues around here where they get live at bats, and they're always like, "Yeah, I, I rolled over." Like, "Yeah, I should have crushed this ball and I didn't." And the one kid that came in asked me, "Is like, what should I be focusing on?" 
I was like, in an indoor bat and like a claustrophobic cage, like the only thing I want you to focus on is how early you can get loaded, like you just said. Like, I don't care if in some random indoor cage you are late or in some random indoor cage you shift a little earlier, you roll over. Result-wise, right now, it's your first at-bat. It's first time seeing live pitching on the air. Like, can you be controlled early? And that's all I care about. And then going to a college kid where it's another fun story. Actually, an athlete that came in here over winter break, right, as we were wrapping up a hitting session, and you stayed and worked with him, and you were helping me out a little bit. And um, we we were just, like, hitting, doing stuff, and he was starting to struggle a little bit off the machine, and you were just like, dude, you got to get started loading earlier. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And he started doing some things you were like earlier, like you can get up earlier. And he had gotten such a good spot where he could control his pause position back, like whatever you want to call it. And you were like, I want you to be like loaded way before the ball shoots out of the machine. And then he had like five or six in a row that were just like destroyed, backspun, backspun, backspun. And was like, oh, same kid texted me like last week. He's in college now. And he, he was doing live at bats. And he was like, I really struggled in the fall. I was striking out a lot. Like I got a lot of hits. I hit well, but like I struck out a lot. So that's something I was trying to cut out on. And he said like, we've done live at bats and like I haven't struck out yet. And he was like, I've been walking way more and like barreling up a bunch of pitches in a claustrophobic cage against pitchers, which is a weird situation too. So, and I was like, what do you think it is? He's like, I'm just trying to get loaded super early. And I'm like, do you see how that can change everything? And I literally text him. I'm like, I can't wait to tell Cito that. Yes. Which is, I'm like, it just unlocks so many things. Well, it just, it'll, to, to me and my, my thought process about it is like, I want to get my A swing off. Yeah. As much as possible. Okay. So in order for me to get my A swing off, I want to give myself ample amount of time to do so. Yeah. There's no way I can be rushing and get my A swing off. Yeah. So like, I'd rather be, so far on the other side of being rushed. Yep. We're like early on in, in, in live VPs, like I'm almost okay. Me personally. Yeah. I'm almost okay with being stuck on my backside because then I know, okay, that's, I'm, I'm starting a little bit too early. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a, it's a game within the game, right? Like you figure it out. When can I go? When, when can I get going to feel like I can hold my direction to the big part of the field? Yep. That's all I think about. And, like you said, when I started getting ready earlier, walks way up. Yep. Don't chase. Yep. Edgy stuff. I can do. I can take it. Yeah. Exactly. I can literally just take it. Like no, it's not strike. Yeah. So early, like off of it. Like I have so much time, man. Like you just need to give yourself time. Yeah. And I was. I think so many guys are like even pro guys I talk to are so like quick jump forward, jump forward. And they're like, so they have to become a guest hitter because their body is just like shifting. And st- there's not a lot of, to me, there's not a lot of great hitters that move fast. Yeah. Like there's a, there's, I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah. Because Bellinger kind of moves fast and yeah. he can hit. But for the most part, I just feel like good hitters err on the side of being like slow and early. Yeah. Definitely. I always say, like, slow and early, slow and early, slow and early. And that doesn't mean our move isn't quick and explosive. No, for sure. It's like slow and then boom, go. Yeah. And and that's where I feel like so many hitters could just. Well, understanding timing is, a, is, is part of it. Yeah. Right? Like, if you, a lot of people think timing is, like, in sync with the picture. Yeah. Right? Which is, like, if you're that, if, if you're going to be late. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, if you're trying to, if you're trying to sync up with the picture, that's really hard to do because every pitcher has a different motion. 
Yeah, and I that's why I said like sync up to release. Yeah. Regardless of like when, how long the pitcher takes in his lineup or from the stretch. Like some guys jump and go when they pitch. Some guys are high leg kick, slow. Like like you said, you, it's hard to time pitchers. Then you need to see three, four pitches before you can get a swing off. It's like, no, if you sync every pitch up to release, you're going to know how early it starts. And that might be a guy that pitches quick. That might mean you have to start like the second you see him twitch. And yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to be up and early. Or it might mean like a guy that's super slow. I can wait a little bit to start, but as long as my point of like identifying is like, am I ready by the time? Yeah. He's at least, then you can. That's funny. Actually. I have a story. I, I faced a guy that um he was like a side armor. Yeah. But he was like really athletic with it. And he had this like thing he did with his glove when he came set. Yeah. And after that he would throw. Sometimes he would come slower set, but he did this thing and then would throw. Yeah. So like that's what that was what my timing was for that guy. Like yeah. when he st- did this is when I started moving. Yeah, because I knew the ball was coming. Exactly. So like you have to, and everybody's every pitcher is different. Yeah. Like some guys want to hold it on that back foot and try to fuck up your timing, or yeah. go for like pause at the top. Like yeah, if you're ready at release and you're good at holding it in your back hip, yeah. it shouldn't matter what he's doing. Exactly. You still should be able to get your ace swing off. Yeah, and that's where it's like I always say. There's only so you always hear like control the controllables, control what you can control. When you're in the box, there's like barely anything you can control. You can literally like you can't control how fast the pitcher's gonna do. You can't control if he's gonna be like Nestor. You can't control where the ball is gonna go. You can't control if the umpire's gonna call a strike. All I can control is my timing, my like getting to my spot, getting to my spot early, and deciding if I'm pulling the trigger or not. I can't like like I see too many hitters that their swing is dictated by where the ball is. Yeah. It's like the ball could hit you in the ear socket. It could go over the backstop. It could go right down the middle. Don't be dictating your swing, like jumping towards the ball based on where the pitch is. Yeah. That's how you get buckled. Like that's how you get way out in front off speed and roll over, like miss underneath or pop up. Cause like if you, well, the good hitters just don't do that. No, that's why I always tell, like I told a bunch of my hitters, like, please go look at Mike Trout. Like, please go look at Aaron judge. Please go look at these hitters because their swing Looks exactly the same regardless of the pitch. And pitcher. Pitcher. Lefty, like, righty. Yeah. Submarine guy. Not Their swings look this Like, if you pause them, like, at release and pause them at contact, you wouldn't know. They're all the same. It's all yeah. the same. Yeah. And that goes back to the oh, most elite hitters are elite movers and have the body control and the awareness where... They're just consistent in their move. I, I post clips about it all the time. One of my favorite view shots you can see, and you can find this on my Instagram page if you see it, if you scroll down enough. There's like a side-by-side with Mike Trout. Um, he hit two home runs in a game. The first one was off a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. The second one was they were blowing him out. Position players in the game threw a fastball 55 miles an hour. So on the, the post, I synced him up to the exact same time starting. You would not tell they were that far off to, like, uh, miles an hour you won't tell like the the speed was that far off but then if you even look at when he started the only difference is he started his load a little bit later because the guy was throwing 55 but at release he's still ready at release and he he still holds his backside you don't see him like shift on his front side and like super hitting off his front leg like no he super controls mode in his move it looks like the same swing every single time so it was last year same thing it's so funny because it's something that we've worked on and that you've helped me with is understanding what it takes to control your back hip. Yeah. Right. So like back, back when I was playing and affiliated, like 
I would like to face guys that threw hard. Yeah. Because A, they throw more fastballs because they like it. And me, I could time stuff up a little bit better. So like if I, if they're only throwing me heaters, I can my swing down can I can clip some of those balls and I, but anything that like was had a wrinkle to it or anything like that, like I didn't like. Yeah. Like I used to I wouldn't say nervous, but I used to get like I would not like facing position players yeah. early in my career. Yep. Now I'm like, oh, please bring in a position yeah. player. Because it does, like, my swing didn't play to hit, like, different speeds. Like, my swing wasn't the same for different speeds. And now I feel like I don't care how hard you're throwing, how slow you're throwing, I can still get my A swing off to a good direction. It makes me cringe hearing this, probably because I said this more than anybody. I'd always be like, oh, I, like, just can't hit slow pitchers. I need someone to throw hard. Yeah. Bro, that I, that was probably just something ego thing. It is. Right? 100%. Anytime I hear a kid say that now, one, I don't judge because if anyone played with me, I said that all the time. Like, oh, I can't wait till we get to conference play because I get to face some real pitch. Bro, that just means you have no control of your body. 100%. No control of my body. The good hitters rake the yeah. bad pitching. Yeah. Period. Yep. Like, the, the guys with good swings, like, are – ready to hit position players yeah yep that's what that's how i feel like everyone else can complain about it and i for sure it's an ego thing and it's like definitely and it's obviously it's a swing issue like because you don't you can't control your body enough to be to slow it down when it's a guy throwing slower like it's so stupid to me but like yeah that the guys that hit homers off position players are the guys that have the best swings yeah because it's like that's what is insane to me is like Again, just watch just watch the best players. Like watch if someone throws an EFIS, how they're able to just like control their weight. Do you remember when do you remember when A Rod hit that one off El Duque? El Duque? Yeah. When he just lobbed it in there and he just like held that back. He was way out front, but his he just kept all his weight in his back leg and then just launched it. Yeah. That's where like <laughs> you can't swing down and do that. Kids don't have that. Like no. Athletes that come in here don't have any awareness. First time anyone walks in, first lesson, I'm like, so what do you normally focus on when you're swing? I've had baby like in three years doing this, two kids that have told me what they focus on. Yeah. And they were both elite yeah. at what they did. Yeah. Like high ranked high school guys. And most people are like, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, just trying to timing. And I'm like, that didn't make any sense. I'm just trying to have my heel. It made more sense for people to be like that in my time coming up because video and all this stuff, all this yeah. information was available. Yeah. So like you could just say whatever and it didn't matter. Like, I would say that if I were to hit with you as a high school kid, like I think that I just I fell into good patterns without yep. without knowing it. Yeah, and I would just hit with you, and maybe it would have made me understand it a little bit faster about what I was doing. Yeah, but I just don't think like I don't know, dude. Swing, swings are crazy. Yeah, that's where like we can let's talk about a little with you. We're gonna do a different episode where we like dive into what we worked on the off season, but I want to talk about this body control aspect. If you follow me on Instagram and you're listening to this, I probably say body control, weight shift more than anything I say. It's like a lot of people are like path, path. I, I'm so emotional. I you can't have I'm so out. energetic about it because passionate about it because I sucked at it so much. And it wasn't until like right at the end of my playing career where I like started hitting the surface of like what body control was. But bro, most player, I get. I talk to a lot of MLB guys. They'll DM me and they'll send me swing. Like, hey, can you look at my swings this offseason? I'm telling you, like, MLB guys, same thing. Like, they 
or like, hey, like anytime someone's like, hey, I just really struggled with my my command of the zone. Like I struggled with chasing pitches. First thing when I'm like, hey, just send me a video. They'll send me a video. First thing I look at is like, does he shift his weight? Yes. How early does he shift his weight? Yep. And we talk a lot and then I'll let you talk about kind of the body control aspect, what we walk through. But like you either have one swing or two swings. What does that mean? All I mean by that is most guys that have two swings, a lot of the amateur side, but again, I have seen pro guys that do, and we talk about this with them, but is they shift their weight early, then their upper half swings through. And like that can, you can get away with stuff like that in a cage. You can get away with that in like a controlled environment, but like you get in a game and a guy, you have no idea what speed it's coming in or if it's going to move left, right up that, like you're going to be, you're not going to be as consistent as someone that is in control of their load unload. So if some guys can be talented enough to get away with it for a long time, but at the end of the day, it's going to catch up with you. Yes. Whether that be a ball or college or somewhere, some some, at some level before you get to the big leagues, it's going to catch up with you. Yeah. And so what is one move is what we've been talking about. Being in control of my control, my backside load, my backside gather. And I want my weight to shift, my momentum and my swing to shift when I decide to swing. I don't want to be like shifted. All my energy just leaked and shifted on my front side. And then I'm going to swing. You're just wailing, flailing at the ball with your arms. But I know, I know before I swing if I'm going to be able to take a good swing or not now. Yeah, which is crazy. If that make like I don't know if that makes will make sense to that people, but like I'm so in tune like with my back hip right now and loading. Like I know like if I'm in it, I can feel what's a good position. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And those are my best swings in it. And I know it before I even before I even swing. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to take my best swing at that. Exactly. And that's why I think as I've worked with you and it's every Hitting session has gotten better, in my opinion. Hundred percent, yeah. Because it's a feel thing. I mean, you have control so much more. There's a lot less miss hits, foul, and yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like for me, it's like I know where I have to get to. And once you have control and understand what you need to do to get back to that spot, like that's how you become more consistent. My thought is to never go forward. That's yeah. what helps me the most. Yeah. And again, I have guys that need to think. Yeah, exactly. That's only for me. Yeah. Only for me. Like, hitting is specific to your needs. Yeah. Every individual hit. It's it's a not. It's not. There's. I don't think there's absolutes. Yeah. Like it all depends on what the hitter needs. The the, the hitter might need you to say to him, "I need you to get forward," because yeah. they get stuck back. Yeah. Or if, uh, vice versa, I need you to not think about going forward. Yeah. You know, if, if I don't think about not going forward, I go forward too much. And me thinking not go for it at all, you get really good stretch. Yeah. So let's dive in a little bit. Last five minutes, we'll wrap up this episode just with you talking about the body control aspect of like what we've worked on and why you think that's just like changed your mindset and honestly giving you confidence. Like, yes. spring training needs to get here because I'm yeah. ready to roll. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. So, like, I had an issue with. My right side, I'm a switch hitter, so my right side's a little bit different than my left side. My left side, I had issues with not getting to a consistent spot to launch from. Yeah. And I had issues with, uh, not that I think about it a ton, but, like, the balls I would hit pull side, unless everything was perfect, I wouldn't be able to backspin them the way I wanted to. Yeah. And that's NBP in the games, everything. Yeah. So, for me... Being able to understand, like, 
holding my weight in my back hip and control and like thinking of a controlled move forward and not just a crash into the bat into the ball like has made it so that I feel like I'm just like stretching and catching yeah but I'm not even thinking about hitting the ball it's like I'm just thinking about like getting to that launch spot and like turning behind and just catching the ball with my barrel and I yeah. feel like I've I haven't gotten jammed in here or hit the ball off the end. Of, like, I'm literally on my barrel all the time. Yeah. And that gives, like, who wouldn't that give confidence to? Exactly. Yeah. Well, no matter what you do with the machine, if you throw it hard, if you throw it slow, if it's close, if it's far, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. I'm still on the barrel exactly. all the time, which is like, well, that's going to equal hits. Yeah. And then we can bring this back to the approach ideas, like, even what we worked on today was... um I'm going to post a video of actual showing it today, but um, is we're like, okay, we've done a lot. We did a lot of fastball work yesterday. So we're like, let's do like a more like you're going to see in Mexico, a slow get me over curveball, like understanding and controlling that. But it would be easy just to be like, okay, I'm just going to set my back leg and jack like it's slow pitch softball. But I literally, what we focused on today was I want you to think every swing you're, it's the same timing because we just talked about that. You're still timing at release. So off a machine when the ball shoots out. But I want you thinking like it's the timing of a fastball. And if you do that and you see the loop, then it's like a, a warning goes off in your head. Like, okay, I just need to hold that back. Like, keep stretching back a little bit longer. And it's like, okay, you can now crush that pitch. Yeah. Versus being out on your front side, shifting and flailing your arms, hoping you can poke it over someone. See, and, and I felt like I can hit it where I wanted to hit it. Exactly. Right? Like, if I wanted to hit a line drive over short, I could. I was in that position and stretched well enough to stay inside that ball and keep good direction to the middle of the field. Yeah, exactly. But if I wanted to pull it, I'm, I have the ability to hold it, hold it longer, and then still pull the ball the right way with good direction. Yeah, exactly. So. And that's where, that's where, for me, the approach can be simplified, especially, like, I'm not talking about the big league level. I think a lot of the best hitters have more of this consistent approach Judge talks about. But so if you're in college or high school, like, if you are in control of your load, you're in control of your unload, all you're feeling is like you're just stretching and waiting to release it to catch it. Like, just sit fastball. All the time. Sit fastball all the time. And then you're going to be able to see, like, okay, I see spin, or you see the ball loop out of the pitcher's hand, like, off speed. That's like that instant warning. Okay, now, like, I'm in control of that move, and now I'm just holding it a little bit longer, and I can still catch everything behind my front side. I think Judge is the best at doing that. Can I tell you a story about Judge? Yeah, let's do it. Breaking balls. This is a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. So me and Judge were roommates. Hi, A. Yeah. Um, and this is when I was only hitting righty. I had stopped switch hitting. I was only hitting right-handed. Gotcha. Me and him were roommates, and me and him felt like we could never pull the trigger on a hanging breaking ball. Okay. Ever, and we never thought. I'm interested to hear what he thinks now, but. We never thought it was a swing thing. <laughs> okay. Right? Like, we thought it was, like, just a, we have to see it a bunch, and then eventually we'll start pulling the trigger on it. Yeah. And lo and behold, he gets to the big leagues, struggles a little bit his first little stint in the big leagues, and then yeah. swing change, and now all of a sudden, anything that's hanging in the middle of the plate gets hit really far. Yeah. And to me, like, that just goes into, like, it was a swing thing. It wasn't a mentality like we just weren't in a good position to swing at that pitch. Yeah. We weren't stretched. We weren't behind the ball. We weren't turning behind. Like, it's, it's a, his swing is totally different. Yeah. Now, there's a, there's a clip from this past season. Um, 
he had two home runs in the same game against the Red Sox, and literally both balls were hit to the exact same spot off the restaurant dead center field. The first one was like 96 fastball. The second one was a hanging curveball that was like 81, and he hit same thing. We used to we used to like motherfuck ourselves in the yeah. in the in the hotel room like why can't we swing at that pitch? Yeah, why can we not pull the trigger? Yeah. And like it was just like a like an inside thing with me and him. Where it was like he would he would get one in the game. Yeah, and he would look over at me and be like, like that one that like that's the one I want to swing at. And he's like, like why can't I swing? Yeah. But it, I guarantee you, if you ask him now, it was a, it was a, it was a swing thing. Yeah, hundred percent. And I th- feel like, like I said, a lot of guys will just be like, what was prohibiting me from having success and being more important, being consistent was, I had seven thoughts mechanically in my head, and that also was trying to hit three different pitches that I didn't know where they were gonna go. It's like, if you throw that all out, and like I said, focus on you, the only thing you can control. When am I loading? Am I controlled? When am I releasing? Okay, stretch and catch. Simple as that. All you have to do is get ready early. And if you're only... Th- I wish I knew this seven, eight years ago. Yeah. If you're ready early and all you're thinking about is, am I pulling the trigger or not? If think about being in the body wondering where, if your hands are starting in the right place and you have to hit 98. Good luck. Yeah, have fun with that. Yeah. That's why, like, I'm excited to see you play this year, too. You're going to see loopy curveballs, some hard bat. You're going to see a little bit of everything, crafty pitch. And I, I just think that I'm I'm in a, in a place where, like, I have the ability to backspin those pitches more often now. Yeah. and Because I, I know the why and the how. Yeah. And with you, like, you're barrel everything I've thrown at you, you're barreling everything. You're hitting everything behind your front side. You're not shifting early and stabbing at stuff with your arms. Like, everything – looks controlled it looks like the same swing if i and we've done post posted stuff about this on instagram but like if you see i did a side-by-side fastball curveball off the machine it looks like the exact same swing except you pull the trigger a split second later yeah and when you're in control of that load and you're unload the only i tell kids like the only difference between a fastball and a curveball is you wait a split second longer yeah and it's it's very like a split split second yeah it's kind of it's not it's not a swing change it's not a no it's just a oh can you how long can you hold that backside yeah the best, the best hitters in the game just hold it better than everyone else. Exactly. Exactly. All right, dude. That, that's a good episode. There's too many truth nuggets. I'm going to try to clip some of this up, put them on social media, but just watch the full episode. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, um, like, subscribe. Like, subscribe to the channel. Again, we post every week, every Friday. Um, it's up on YouTube usually a day earlier. If you subscribe, hit that button. Turn on notifications. You'll get known. You'll know when the next episode gets added up there. And uh, we're going to be back with some different episodes like we've kind of done in the past in terms of baseball history stuff. We're going to have an episode where we just flat out break down what we worked on this offseason. Like I said, we, we're going to have a bunch more episodes. So please share this with someone that likes it. Like and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you guys next time around.